0: and joking too sipping and roasting is what we do light them up drink them down whiskey and cigars all around cheers y'all everybody welcome ladies and gentlemen to this
1: fine radio program podcast and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, as the world famous smoking and toasting ladies and gentlemen we have made it. we have made it even though some people wondered how we would ever make it because no one has stopped us that's that's, that's right uh, we have made it to episode number 300 of smoking and toasting this, this is in fact the 300th episode of the show all of which places us in the top four percent of all podcasts in the world which is pretty exciting we made it not just because we made it to 300 just because we're still going and we did an episode last week that places us in the top four percent according right. to a new study but hey we'll take it top four percent all podcasts yes Woo. rock on uh we are all about craft beer fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars and the title of today's show is just another normal episode just another normal episode and the reason for that is because we decided a while back not to do our big extravaganza anniversary celebration on 300 but we're waiting until we get to 333 which will be sometime next year so that's that's something to look forward to i haven't plotted it on the calendar
0: yet but obviously we need to but start but 33 about weeks that. from today my friend yes, maybe 33 34 weeks from... considering we'll take yeah, off yeah
1: we'll take off uh, for Chris the christmas and... week and and stuff but yes we're going to have uh we're going to have some pretty exciting times ahead and uh we as we venture into the 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 300 set of numbers which we start with today <laughs> which is pretty exciting uh, i want to say a special thanks to last week's uh, special guest uh Ian's buddy Adam Purple came in brought some uh, brought some verticals that we did was some a lot of fun. we did some beer tasting it was very interesting and a lot of fun and 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 a little bit uh, well, let's just say that the ABVs were high. It was an intoxicating episode. Yes, it was. It really was. But great stuff if you want to hear uh, about, you know, verticals on Founders Breakfast Stout or uh on the Goose Island, um, uh, the Burbank County, Stout, County yeah. Stout. Yep, absolutely. So interesting stuff and uh, worth giving a listen to last week's episode. Next week, by the way. Excited about fall, excited about the holidays, and excited about wine for these things, including maybe even for Halloween. Mm. And our smoking and toasting wine expert, Mark Burrell, will join us in the studio. I freaking love to that To talk, guy. talk He's wine. so good. So, yeah, that's going to be so much fun. So, as far as today, we'll uh, talk about another, another a, a number of interesting things uh, going on in the world. We'll do some tasting. Uh, Devil's Back Moan is not only a really, really good beer made by Real Ale, but it's also a brewing company of its own I don't believe there's any connection between them. Out of Lexington, Virginia, Devil's Backbone Brewing, oh. and we'll be trying their O Fest Lager today, which I believe is is a lager that is essentially a just. Just a, so you know, it's Cumber also Fest.
0: the name of a bar out in uh, New Braunfels.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's a pretty popular name. So <laughs> the Devil's Backbone, um, as uh, a little closer to home, we'll be tasting, and this brewery is new to me, Bad Astronaut Brewing Company. Are you I don't know you that with one. them. No. They're from right here in Houston, our hometown. Uh, we'll be testing out their. Phaser Fight IPA. So we'll look forward
0: to that. I love the name of that. Yeah, it's great. Tell me the artwork looks as awesome as the name. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. (laughs) I think you're going to like it.
1: And then from Epic Brewing Company from Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, they have a series of uh, Imperial Stouts that they call Big Bad Baptist.
0: Yes, we've had a couple Um, of those on before. Today we'll be trying the Big Bad Baptist. Black Forest Cake Rare Release. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which part of that I hate. None of it. Uh, none that of it. That sounds amazing. Pretty much none of it, yeah. So it's going to be exciting. <laughs> that sounds good.
1: And from, uh, from Mexico, a Flecha Azul, or it could be Flecha Azul, But I believe it's Flecha, F-L-E-C-H-A, Flecha Azul Tequila Añejo, that we'll be
0: trying on the show today. So we're looking forward to that That as well. Yes, it does. He's Um, twirling around all innocent on Mr. Twirly Gig over there.
1: Tell you about some cigars to watch for. Tell you also, uh, we talked about this a little bit last week, but they're just now being able to kind of assess the damage in Cuba Mm. from uh, Hurricane Ian, and we'll uh, tell you what they're finding uh, there. Drew Estate is discontinuing a lot of the cigars in their line. We'll tell you about that what's going away plus the big winners at the great american beer festival which just happens out huh yeah so excited excited to be able to delve into all of we, that we need to and, make a uh, trip to that the great american beer festival yeah. oh yeah i think i think that's road trip for sure yeah for sure we also uh will be bringing you of course our our regularly scheduled segment on the program which has become so incredibly popular we will be bringing you ladies and gentlemen drinking news Our drinking news teaser headline, doing wheelies in the kitchenware's aisle. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. So, oh, and if you want a uh, uh, one of those, we talked about these last year, and you've seen them before, these whiskey advent calendars. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, these things are so popular. That they'll be sold out by Halloween. So if you want whiskey advent calendars for your holiday, you got to move
0: now and get your calendar. Now I was amazed because uh, someone did a. I'm trying to remember what company did it, but someone did a, a cigar advent calendar last year. Yeah, and I would really love that too. That would right. be a lot now, of fun. Now it's, it's a little bit pricey buy-in, but mm-hmm. you get a bunch of cigars. You are going to say there's quite a few, quite a few days <laughs> in if the you advent were to pair calendar. That with the mm-hmm. whiskey advent, or like if those two got together, oh yeah. I mean, they come could, on.
1: Take it form like Voltron. Yes. It yeah, could be a very, very good thing. Uh, so uh, speaking of cigars, how about you? Did you have an opportunity to smoke anything interesting? I this did.
0: Night? I uh, got up this morning and I don't even think woke I brushed my hair. Morning. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> woke up this morning. And I, I didn't even brush my hair. That does sound like losing. I grabbed a cigar and I sat down over there. Okay, I
1: don't stop. <laughs> See, there, there, there may you be other shows. There may be other shows out there, but nowhere will you get impromptu blues musician uh, ukulele ukulele <laughs> songs. I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen anywhere else. <laughs> was
0: like, can, can we confidently say we're the only cigars? Sh- pretty pretty sure. Share that we'll just have as that? confident as we can say we're in the top four percent of all <laughs> podcasts in the world. And so we I, are. It's true. So, yeah, I went out to I, I went and dug it around in my humidor and then went out to my patio because I have, actually have a couple cigars you in uh, my humidor that I haven't tried yet and apparently okay. they're all crowned heads but uh. um <laughs> so i <laughs> chose one of them and uh it was the uh crown heads oh there it is okay uh how do you say this le pasteur it means le pasteur. yeah the baker mm-hmm. so it's it's in the same line as the uh La um and, and apparently it's it's built on that same uh so kind of built on that same blend And for those who need
1: translation La Carême is, uh, basically means the Carême
0: Right, and it's le because it's uh, French though It's, it's le. le instead the, of la which, The Carême so Which means you're speaking French now It still works So yeah, la the, pastille the, the Um the number 54, which is five and three eighths by 54, mm-hmm. uh, ring gauge, mm-hmm. pretty nice. Wrapper is a Connecticut broadleaf, uh, binders, Nicaraguan fillers, Costa Rican and Nicaraguan. Um, the appearance, milk chocolate brown wrapper, uh, a little maybe a little bit darker than milk chocolate, but not too much. Uh, semi rustic, uh, leathery to the touch, some veins, firm feel overall. Um, uh the uh it has the uh the single band that says la pasteur on it and then uh the crowned heads on the footer like a lot of the crown heads have you know Mm -hmm. they have that really nice looking footer uh the pre-light sniff on this i got barnyard uh hay coffee and some wood stove kind of vibes from it uh the uh pre-light draw on this uh so you ever have one of those days where you use a punch and it's the perfect punch yes That'll be in this picture right here. Okay, gotcha. The perfect punch, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. The perfect punch. Got it. Love it, it. It was dead centered and just as clean as it gets, man. I it was awesome. It. I love it, yeah. <laughs> There's something special
1: about that. No cracking of the, Nothing, of I mean, the cap perfect. or anything. Just Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was,
0: it, was, it was a beautiful thing. Love had it. a light draw overall. Sweet, creamy coffee and chocolate is what I was getting on the pre-light draw. Cedar on the lips. Raisin and spice going on a little bit behind there. I mean, it had mm-hmm. a lot of really interesting things going on. The uh, initial light, big, woody, and spicy notes with a sweet chocolate and macadamia kind of note to it. Um, I use the word <sighs> note too many times in there. I'll fix that next time. A retrohale <laughs> is peppery and woody with uh, toast and nuts. The first third of the cigar, cedar dryness, teases the palate and lips between puffs. Lingering bitter coffee, um, cinnamon, and nutmeg make up the aftertaste. The flavor springs from each puff of the sweet, creamy smoke with uh, with a wood-fired oven Baking nutty uh, bread and delicate fruity pastries. Uh, nutty and raisin are uh, the nutty notes and raisin notes are easy easy to identify. The uh, retrohedral cedar, pepper, toast, nutmeg, solid ash, good burn. The second third of this um, sweet creamy puffiness is what I started that sentence with. Uh, <laughs> sweet creamy sweet puffiness. Cream- the uh, now at Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the upfront notes of wood smoke chocolate and raisin macadamia bread and tea leaf. A little bit of tea mm-hmm. leaf came in there. was kind of neat. Followed by spicier flavors of pepper and cinnamon and a, little, a fruitcake-like undertone. Big fluffy smoke. Retrohale of cedar, uh, pepper, toast, and nutmeg. Solid ash. Perfect burn on that next third of it. The uh, last third of this, raisin bread and pastry flavors surface more often and play nice with uh, pepper and wood, totes, uh, wood notes. Under... Lying sweetness weaves throughout the uh palette. Uh retro is cedar, pepper, toasty, nutty, solid ash, perfect burn. Nice. This thing costs eleven bucks. It's not a small cigar. Yeah. I, it, it lasted about an hour, an hour and ten. Nice. Somewhere in there. I was puffing at it pretty good. I give it a five. Uh like like uh with uh with wood smoke and a hint of a fruit kind of flavor to it. Sounds delicious. is a little more coffee and chocolatey, right? Those kind of things. And it's a beautiful, beautiful cigar. Like probably one of my favorite um one of my favorite offerings from Crown Heads. And this is uh, this is right up there with it, with a little more of a kind of a baking kind. Of, I see why they called it the baker, because it's baking spices and, and some you've, fruity notes. And you felt good about it at that price. I did, I did. I gave it a solid five right there at that price. Uh, For those
1: who don't know, uh, after 300 episodes, there could be some new people here, and uh, and they might not have heard us talk about uh, our price-to-quality scoring uh, when we talk about cigars. So price-to-quality is the way we sort of do our rankings, and if a it's a scale of one to ten, but if a cigar gets a five, if Ian says, I give it a five, that doesn't mean it's like halfway up the scale. That means, boom, you got what you paid for. Yeah. And if he gave it less than a five, it meant, you know what, for this particular cigar, I uh, feel like maybe the price is too high for what you
0: get. For what you get. That doesn't conver- mean it's a bad cigar yeah, even right. a lot of times, though. So.
1: And conversely, you might get a great cigar at a lesser price. might get a six or a seven or an eight, and... and what it's saying is not necessarily this is like the greatest cigar in the world. It's just saying based on what I paid for this, it overperformed it punched above its weight yeah, class. Yeah. So that's the way we look at it. Anyway, I, uh, kind of violated a longstanding, uh, longstanding term of mine that I try to live by. And, uh, that is, uh, something that I learned from my good friend, Dave, who lives in uh, Tampa, Florida. And yes, he's, he, he, they're okay from the hurricane. But, uh, uh, Dave always says he tends to avoid any establishments or things that are titled either ye old, particularly when there's an E on the end of old, or anything that is classified as a shoppie, which is S-H-O-P-P-E-E. Oh, right, right. Uh, yeah, those are things he tends to avoid. But I went against his advice today and smoked the Rocky Patel Old World Reserve OLDE old uh, world uh, uh the old world did you buy it reserve at the briar shop because that would be perfect see, see that would be the, the briar shop and the E exactly exactly that's what i should have done uh the old world reserve was rocky's first cigar to appear in cigar Aficionado's year end top 10 so it was an early winner for rocky mm-hmm. uh and uh it even had to be halted around 2012 because there were shortages of some of the tobacco that rocky uses in the blend so rather than change the blend. He just waited until Mm -hmm. that tobacco was available again and then started blending again. It's been back out for a while now, uh, but a long time since I last smoked one of these, so I thought I'd journey back into the oldie world uh, with uh, today's cigar notes,
0: so the cigar
1: is nicely box pressed, as you can see over here, or perhaps here, uh, a thick square Maduro with an unassuming uh, double band. It really is kind of understated. You know mm-hmm. how some of Rocky's more recent releases—they've gone all out oh, with yeah, the yeah. silver and gold yeah. encrusted yes. bands—and yeah, nothing like that. This is very like you know uh, understated, very nice. Um, it is a thick square Maduro, as I said. Uh, the wrapper is a Costa Rican Maduro. Now, that's Fairly unusual, okay, you know. Yeah. There's some. Sometimes you'll find. Uh, so
0: both of our cigars had some Costa Rica in yeah, them today. That's that's an yeah, interesting. Sometimes catalog. you'll find that,
1: but it's not mm-hmm. the most common uh, source for tobacco. Uh, that Costa Rica Maduro wrapper is draped over a Honduran binder. And Nicaraguan and Honduran filler tobacco, Rocky believes in starting with the wrapper when he blends the cigar. So he goes wrapper first, and then he says he'll build his blend around that, making adjustments to the binder, then the filler. I've spent a lot of time at the factory, Rocky says. I don't make a blend and give it out to 10 people and see what they think. I trust my palate, and I know what I'm looking for. Well... Uh, I think the God,
0: he's pretty good results
1: are in the, uh, the proof is in the pudding, right? Um, I used a punch on the cigar, took in uh, some of the pre-light aroma, aromas, hay, oats, and tea leaf on the pre-light sniff, and much the same on the draw, plus a little hint of black licorice. Uh, once I lit it up, <clears throat> I was greeted with rich tobacco aromas rather than a... Nicaraguan pepper blast. Uh, the cigar smoked great from the start and developed more and more complexity as it went. Rich Maduro sweetness on the palate with notes of oak and earth. Very nice opening play by the Ye Olde World Reserve. It doesn't really have Ye on it, but I just, you know. Uh, now that I bought into the narrative, you know, might, yeah, as well. yeah, you might as well. Second third of the cigar opened up to even more notes, espresso and chocolate with just a hint of tea leaf and some spice. Baking spices on the retrohale. Kind of interesting because usually on the retro hill you're more likely to get like a pepper or a wood note. Uh, here I got baking spices, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, the strength ramped up, uh, ramped up just a bit by the final third, going from medium to medium to full maybe, and closing out with a burst of flavors. Earth, cocoa, almonds, and oak were the most prominent of those flavors flavors. Construction was very good, which always impresses me in a longer ring, bo- uh, uh, larger ring, whether box-pressed mm-hmm. cigar, because the the bigger it is, the more difficult that box press is to pull off right. and have everything burn the way it should. The ash was a bit flaky, I'll say that, but um, uh, the burn was terrific all the way through. It uh, really only got off track maybe one time and and corrected itself for the most part so uh i uh, i enjoyed it the old world reserve 60 Maduro was a really nice change of pace for me uh it's nice to see that rocky's blends are uh, persevering and becoming perhaps even better than they were when they were released which is a lot of times it goes it just goes the other way like sometimes now when i go and and get just a heritage cigar just like just like a regular romeo and Julieta, you know, sometimes right, right. sometimes I'm a little disappointed by it. I think, well, I used to smoke these all the time and love them <laughs> like like is have my taste just shifted and I'm looking for other things or they may be not paying quite as much attention to this because they're doing all these new fancy Romeos. And and that's where all the good tobacco's going. I don't know. You'll have to smoke one and decide. Uh, but anyway, uh, good to see these cigars from Rocky, at least. Uh, it's every bit as good as I remember, perhaps more. Thou hast
0: uh, piqued my mm-hmm. interest yep. in revisiting ye olde.
1: It's a $10 World to $11 reserve. cigar. I recommend it. Price to quality, I'll give it a solid five. It was oh. uh, it was a very nice That's two weeks in a row we have the same. Same, uh, score. same score. We did a. We both did a four point five last week, yes. didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, good. Good cigar. Uh, really, uh, really enjoyed it, and I picked mine up in the uh, humidor at Specs downtown. That's where mm. I got it. So. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, yeah. I. I, I really. I'm thinking I need a couple more. I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna buy a box. but I'm thinking I need a couple more of these in the humidor at all times, just, if, just to go for that just, flavor. And,
0: and certainly not a sponsor by any means. But if any any of you ever come into Houston from out of town, mm-hmm. one of your stops must be the downtown specs. Oh yeah, like that. Oh yeah, that is that is a an adult. I was going to say an adult superstore, but that sounds really wrong. <laughs> it does, does it? I, think that, I think that may mean something slightly different. Yeah, Candyland for adults, if you, there you will. Go, there um, you go. Yes. But the humidor is actually pretty nice there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there once was a time many years ago where uh, I had some flaky cigars out of there that did not burn very well. And, and But for the last quite a few years, I haven't had any issues with any cigars. Yeah. Out of there yeah the cigars I've gotten from there have been good. This one burned perfectly. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so very nice, and of course you can get lost in the wines and the whiskeys oh. and the beers, and <laughs> it's a lot of fun actually. To- and,
0: and whoever
1: you walk in there with, you will lose them. Oh yeah, there's no no question about it. Yes, they'll go chasing them. something else, and you'll yeah you'll lose them. But it's wor- <laughs> it's worth it. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. We got cigars to watch for to uh, talk about, and we got a, a number of other things that are happening, including a check in on what's happening with Cuba uh, in the post hurricane um situation we'll talk with you uh, on that coming up plus beers meet bibles it's all on the way it's smoking the toasting yeah. welcome back it's smoking a toastin'. this is our program about craft beer fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars and i love those it's things. show number 300 so ian Think about how many beers that is. <laughs> Think about how many
0: spirits that is.
1: How many cigars we talked about. At an
0: absolute minimum, yeah. of three beers per show. Right. That, that's an absolute minimum. I don't yeah. know if we've ever had a show where we've had that's less than nine hundred beers. beers. That's nine hundred beers <laughs> that we have tasted
1: on this program. For and any you know, of you
0: wondering where my neck is gone. Yeah, we may <laughs> we may
1: have at some point or another like done a beer a second time. But n- not
0: often. Yeah, well, well not often. that's, that's going to be countered by there was also shows like how many beers did we have last week. Oh, right. A lot know. more than three. <laughs> so, I know you're 100% right about it. So that. I think I think that uh, if, we, if we average that, I mean, I think we're doing probably 900 plus beers now. Well, speaking of beers.
1: Um, I love beers. Church may not be the first venue that comes to mind for you uh, when it's Oktoberfest time. Um, certainly, the church <clears throat> I grew up in was, you know, we didn't dance, <clears throat> smoke, drink. Chew or go with girls that do was kind of the, oh. the mantra. But uh, but that's not what's happening now as churches begin to shift and adjust and try to you know become more relatable. Some of them do to uh, today's, uh, today's society. And uh, there is a group right here in our hometown of Houston that's pairing Christianity with craft beer. No matter the season, they're called Theology on Tap. And their <laughs> tagline is question freely, think deeply, drink a little. It's kind of like TED Talk meets your local brewery, <laughs> nice. essentially. And every other month, they can convene to discuss a topic voted on by attendees at the previous event. Obviously, a, a biblical, biblically Before related— Before or after the beer. Yeah, well, you're good, see? Featured speakers take the stage, followed by a question and answer uh, system, uh, session. Sarah Stone is the founder of that. shes a resident of the Heights here in Houston. She serves as MC and takes questions from the crowd. Uh, these events are posted online and on Eventbrite about a month prior Cost is ten bucks in advance, fifteen at the door. You get food and beer, and awesome conversation and some of their previous topics. So you can oh. you can guess as to whether these were decided on after the drinking or not. <laughs> uh, what do other religions believe? Man versus machine, transhumanism, techno paranoia, the future of humanity, and racism in the church. So all pretty deep,
0: right? right. TED Those Talk are- type. Those, those are like those are hitting hard on some of those. This
1: is not just like uh, how many loaves and fishes were there, really. Like you know, yeah, it, right. this is like pretty intense stuff. So, uh, anyway, just in time for Halloween, uh, their next meeting is slated uh, for later this week, the eighteenth, at the First Lutheran uh, Midtown, and they will explore conspiracies and Satanism, and that sounds fun if you're having a beer or two. So, I, anyway. I,
0: I, you know, I've had people that have. Well, the conspiracy thing. Anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: I, I've talked plenty of conspiracy theories while consuming beer. That's for sure. Did some of that in Vegas this last week, uh, as a matter of fact. So anyway, if you're in the Houston area, look up uh, uh, theology on tap, and uh, you can find out if that's something that that would interest you. I could go and be disruptive, but that probably wouldn't be good. <laughs> i just i just they'd be like he's overserved, get him out <laughs> yeah. um so uh we're doing as i said show number 300 i think it's time to do some some tasting uh but i forgot to pull the beer out of the bag so do you want to uh do something to entertain the folks for a moment while i get the beer
0: no 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 for those of you just listening ma-na-na-na. i'm dancing <laughs> <laughs> no i'm pretty excited about this uh we got quite a few good beers coming up today which were previously announced i'm just uh talking into the microphone while you're doing that having a little bit of fun actually i'm drinking uh instead of a show beer i'm having a show ginger beer today as our refrigerator is out of actual beer yes i think there's some coors light in there as i said our refrigerator is out of actual beer gotcha yes so, oh. So this, is
1: from, uh, this
0: is from the Devil's, uh, Devil's Backbone
1: Brewing Company. Yep, they're out of Lexington, Virginia. And this is their O-Fest, which uh, is a lager
0: that I believe is uh, Oktoberfest. O-Fest, uh, yeah, O-Fest
1: so, lager. And let me
0: get you some cups, too. I forgot that. <laughs> you keep going. While you're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and click open this beer. I think you should. Oh, I didn't get the plink on the table like I wanted to Here,
1: tables. I can do that with your old uh, thing, just to... Perfect, thank you. Uh huh. Th- those can be edited together in post. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Giving Adam in the Cloud something to do here. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to make his job too easy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and remind me by the way next week because we're we're working on building up a little library for drinking news, of uh, guests that we've had on the show. You know, taking in a little bit of whatever they're all about. So their spirit or or wine or taking a puff on a cigar or whatever, and then uh, kind of calmly asserting afterwards. I had to take my Gator to the vet, oh, so right. we remind me we got to get Mark Burrell to do that next week yes, here on the yes. show. So we'll be we'll be looking forward to that.
0: Now that this is beautifully October Festy looking. It smells like beer, a little darker than, uh, beer than your standard mm-hmm. lager. Yeah, and this it is does, from. Oh, it smells like it. it's got a little spicy to it.
1: And this is from Devil's Backbone. It says here on the bottle: smooth, malty, and bready notes. And I'm getting mm-hmm. all of that from it. And it basically just says. Um, Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, Lexington, Virginia. It is
0: like it is like uh, sourdough <clears throat> bread and and malty sweetness and a whole bunch mm. of things that are really nice. Oh, this maybe me, almost like a beer bread kind of. This thing. makes
1: me want a pretzel bad, one of the big you know soft chew pretzel kinds with the salt on the outside and some mustard and some mustard. Yeah, that would be good. So, yeah,
0: really, really nice, smooth malty bready. It is very 5. very drinkable.
1: 9%. Very drinkable. Five point nine actually is. It, you know maybe a little higher than some loggers ring in but uh but definitely it's good it definitely is good yeah uh, i love
0: the bread spice the the, the the um the the picture on this is pretty fun too with all the with him pouring the uh the Octoberfest fest out i'm of getting just a there. little
1: hint of citru-
0: citrus in there are you picking up that at all there's a hmm so I think in my mistake. Uh, I've been drinking this ginger beer. Oh up to this yeah, point. and that may uh, that may have thrown me so of, off. Yeah, a little. yeah, I'm starting to kind of get some of the uh, some of the later um there's, there's a, a zinginess th- to it a little it's a It's interesting cuz there's a there's a light bitterness on the finish that mm-hmm. goes away almost immediately replaced by sweetness. Yeah. That's oh. really really nice. Uh, I can kind of get like a zesty citrusy thing after after I drink most of my glass and cleared Dor- my palate a little bit Doritos effect is
1: happening in a big way too Oh, big time, yeah, we're going to finish this one it in a moment definitely Definitely asks you to have another sip Once your sipping is done uh, um, I, don't, I don't
0: think we've done a beer From Devil's Backbone before, have we? Think, is this the first
1: one we've done? We've done no, Devil's Backbone from Real
0: Ale Yeah, but- Devil's Backbone beer from Real Ale is fantastic um, This is uh, This is really nice though, this is very drinkable I could Yeah i could sit down and drink much of this this
1: is something i purchased this uh while we were in the dc area uh, about a month ago visiting with adam and uh, brianna and and they because they live in dc now and so i said yeah you got to take me to a grocery store or a, a liquor store where i could do those combo packs i want to put a few beers together to take back and have on the show and this was one of those. Uh, because this is not a beer, although we get some beers from Virginia, I think
0: here in Texas, I have not seen this in any I local stores. I haven't seen Devil's Backbone yeah. before. No, uh, there's a, on the retro hail on this. There's a slight, um, there's a slight uh, charred toast uh, oh, kind of yes, thing totally going get on. That. It's really really nice. Totally get that. And there's a there's an underlying almost powdered sugar sweetness uh, happening in such a wonderful way.
1: I'll tell you something. It's so well balanced between the bitter and the sweet. Um, that it is just, it, it's an eminently drinkable beer. I mean, I find myself wishing I'd gotten a six-pack of this yeah, instead I've, of a mix pack,
0: you know? I, I've crushed mine and then refilled it and crushed it some more. A little bit more.
1: I think you may have a hole in your glass there. Um, it's
0: it has a, it has highly evaporative quality. Yes,
1: it certainly does. That's one thing we did not mention about this
0: beer, but it does seem to evaporate quickly. Well, well I mean, speaking for itself, it says smooth malty and bready notes, and I, I have to say, this is, uh, I would... You know, if I walked into a place and they were serving this, I might not try anything else. Yeah, I was going to say, this this may be one of my favorite Oktoberfests we've ever had. It's really good. It's really, really good. So
1: uh, high recommendations and thumbs up for the folks from Devil's Backbone Brewing. And now this makes me... Very curious to try some of their other uh, styles. Yeah, of it,
0: yeah. Because this is this is really really. Now, when well you said done. you got a mix six, did you get a mix six of different places or a mix yeah, six a mix from six of, Devil's of, Backbone? No,
1: of different places. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So I,
0: so I got it actually at the grocery store at the Wegmans or wherever. Might we were have to look out for that one on uh Yeah. Uh, any other stuff on uh, a or one and, of those? Ones. Right.
1: And it it was fun. Yeah, and I I don't know whether I've seen their stuff on Tavor or or not before, but anyway, uh, good stuff and highly. Highly recommended. Still to come in the beer world, uh, a a new or new to us. We have not had a beer from this uh, local area brewery for us before. It is a a brewery called Bad Astronaut Brewing Company. We'll be trying their IPA, which is
0: called Phaser Fight. This is not the first conversation I've had about Bad Astronauts. I feel like if it wasn't us talking about it, somebody else was talking about it the other day. Well,
1: there's so many. There's now over 60 uh, craft breweries in the greater Houston area. So we, we it's time for us to start getting our And due. Houston is known for,
0: for space, uh, space-themed space things. things for sure. so.
1: And certainly our, our friends over at True Anomaly, True Anomaly is, is yeah very, all yeah. of their beers are kind of space-themed or space-named yep. or technology-named. Uh, I love that Skylab. <laughs> Heat shields are for sissies. <laughs> oh, and I love that Skylab. That is is so good. Scout good. is amazing Scout is great That's their Mexican lager yeah, yeah, so Very much like this beer it doesn't taste like this beer But very much like this beer you It won't, begs you to take it You won't drink. see
0: them as much in the stores But if you walk in a true anomaly One of the things I love about them Is they will always have Not one But usually two or three Belgian style beers, yeah, which on tap. Is fun, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, they've got they've got some definite good brewing
1: things happening over there, and we need to hit taco, one of those Taco, taco Tuesdays, Tuesday, dude. <laughs> some of the best tacos I've had in my life. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, oh my goodness. So, and you know, a good taco, it's worth is worth its Well, you, you know
0: and so just just for the experience in that area because that's right by downtown it's right there uh yeah it's what you call right east by, downtown or you know oh, right right, 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 right. By Eighth wonder and um and so yeah you can go over there you can have a few brews you can have your tacos then you can walk over to eighth wonder mm-hmm. and get a beer and go in that big old yard and Top have it off with uh, a rocket fuel and a cigar cigar yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so good Liking it, like this sounds like a a
1: plan. Let's do this soon. <laughs> a mandate. <laughs> a mandate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So uh, still to come, we'll tell you about some cigars to watch for. Uh, we're going to uh, try this IPA that I mentioned, Phaser Fight, and um, uh, still a report on Cuba, where we're at and and what to, to expect in terms of tobacco production as things ramp back up after the big storm. So thank you for joining us for show number three hundred. It's just another ordinary show. It's Ian just and really it's crew. And my now my beer is empty. Your beer is broken, sir. Smoking and toasting. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting, our program all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. We are at show number three hundred, ladies and gentlemen. That sound has been happening for three hundred episodes. Which is a pretty darn fine thing. That sounds having no less. Appreciate you being here. And certainly more
0: than 900 uh, times yes, on this show. Yes, that's right.
1: Although sometimes it was a pfft, you know, the opening uh, sound, which was had one of those on the end. Yes, 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 yes. So we, uh, we will be doing another one of those for the show's over, too. Uh, some cigars to watch for at your local tobacconist. Uh, Alec Bradley Double Broadleaf, made with a broadleaf binder and a broadleaf wrapper. Oh, uh, is uh, the third smoke in the Alec Bradley Alec Bradley Cigar Company's experimental suite, <clears throat> and it is the first uh, full line release uh, since Project Forty Maduro, and it is now shipping to cigar stores across the U.S. The experimental aspect of the smoke is the variation on Broadleaf that uh, provides and powers the blend. Broadleaf comes from Connecticut. It's known for growing in open sunlight with wide, roughish, and considerably dark leaves, but it is in extremely short supply. A lot of people want to get their hands on the broadleaf. This new smoke has tobacco grown from broadleaf seeds in Honduras, both the wrapper as well as one of the two binder leaves. Uh, in addition to Honduran uh, broadleaf, uh, the blend also has a second binder leaf from Nicaragua, as well as filler from Honduras and Nicaragua. So you got uh, a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, Connecticut broadleaf, and a uh, Nicaraguan. Leaf binder and then filler from Honduras and oh, wow. Nicaragua, so it sounds pretty sounds pretty substantial. Uh, four sizes, ranging in price from nine eighty five to twelve seventy five per cigar, so you may be on the lookout for that. And Davidoff of Geneva has added a new large size to its Zeno Nicaraguan line, and that headed to retailers a couple of weeks ago. Like the rest of the Zeno Nicaragua series, it this new six inch by sixty ring gordo consists of Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper and a Nicaraguan binder and a mix of fillers from honduras nicaragua and the dr it was made at the honduras uh factory that and will uh, retail for about seven dollars and 50 cents a cigar before taxes now the reason i wanted to talk about this one is davidoff cigars to me are known for being kind of crazy price-wise like like good luck finding one under ten dollars yeah oh no and if you find one under ten dollars I doubt it's going to be a Nicaragua series but that is what this are. Uh the they're gordos so they're not little bitty cigars. Nope. They come in 25 count boxes and bring the lineup to four sizes uh including the short torpedo, robusto, toro and <clears> now the gordo and it's set to retail for $7.50 per cigar. That's
0: crazy yeah, for So David you don't all. hear that for. That's David, unheard right. of. So maybe they're maybe they're trying to view it as like a a loss leader type even, thing to so um, get people even, excited about their blends. Even their cigars that when you break down the cost would be less than 10. dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, they're small and usually sold in tins. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, you're 100% and not, not, not right. Not, not and they're not so long and you know that yeah, big. Around. Well, not so not so small as to be ridiculous. Like right. I used to buy those tins of the uh the uh Spitfire mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and nice like to have a-
1: just for quick short right, smokes, and the yeah. tins
0: are nice too, especially if you're traveling because one, you can have a pretty short smoke, and two, it you know protects the cigars, keeps them from getting bit up, mm-hmm. uh, beat up too much. Yep. But I used to buy those at twenty dollars for four to five cigars. Right. Which does bring it down below, but you can't buy them single like right, that. So this right. is actually kind of, I think, something new from them. Yeah, it is. Uh, like, very new. And speaking
1: of new, a new 6x49 Toro Vitola has been added to the classic Partigus line. Uh, also referred to as the yellow box uh, right. line as a nod to the distinctive color of the packaging. New size will also come in a bright yellow tubo for protection during transport. The Partigus Toro will be priced at $10.49, offered in 10-count boxes. It has a Cameroon wrapper a Mexican San Andres binder and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Mexico, and is described as delivering a deeply structured smoking experience brimming with notes of earth, wood, nuts, and spice. That's according to the press release. lots of
0: big words. Mm-hmm.
1: Party has uh, already begun shipping to re- retailers, bringing the line to 11 different Vitolas. Uh, it's produced at General Cigar Dominicana in Santiago and uh, Santiago de los Caballeros. Um, not... Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, so there's just some cigars to watch for. Some interesting and new things coming out. I'm really intrigued yeah. about that uh, Davidoff. About the just, Davidoff
0: that's only 750. Yeah, 50 like Yeah. Because, you know, you remember when um, when... Um, uh uh who did, uh, cohiba did that uh that the cohiba inexpensive blue expensive yeah. range right the cohiba blue cigar. yeah it was not good and also <laughs> not really
1: all that inexpensive uh, like no. it's
0: it's it's cheaper not particularly good yeah yeah. yeah yeah but yeah um i remember doing a review on that and just not being impressed by it at all I, I i it wasn't one where like you know i took a couple puffs and threw it out the window but uh but it wasn't particularly uh, impressive what are you thinking about this i am actually really liking this i was
1: expecting you know that sort of big hop ipa west coast lots of bitter it's much more balanced than that it's got a little haziness to it but i don't know if i'd call it a hazy do they call it a hazy even i'm not sure yeah i don't huh. think so yeah
0: um i'm gonna say tangerine tangerine is definitely there tangerine. absolutely it had a tangerine so on the um on the can here the can is pretty fun uh it's got an astronaut who is floating in space he his, uh, his converse sneakers are untied slightly mm-hmm. um but he's out in space and he's got a laser fight going on in a couple directions with a shadowy figure and i'm not saying it's a stormtrooper but it's stormtrooper ish mm-hmm. and there's another figure uh up, up towards the front who is uh wookie ish Mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. say wookie-ish. Yes, Rookie-ish. I uh, Ish meaning not quite
1: enough to get us into legal trouble. Uh, uh, in
0: the words, it says a uh, bad astronaut. Uh, brewing company, Houston, Texas. Pew 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 pew. That it actually says that. I'm reading right off. I love it. I love it. Ignore the threat of being vaporized into a flash of light and a puff of smoke, and enjoy the pretty lights and fun sounds. This IPA beams with bright citrus and bitter balance. I love it bitter balance bitter balance okay. but th- there could be a better phrasing for that what do,
1: what do you think that. of this you're you're pickier when it comes to ipas uh, uh well or or to say it another way i'm more likely to like an ipa than you are
0: mm. this is uh sweeter than i was expecting right mm-hmm. up front there's a lot more sweetness in this than i was expecting which uh, when i when i first put it up to my nose there was a little dankness to it mm-hmm. um bitter dankness to it uh the sweetness really really uh balances out the uh the bitter because there is there's definitely some lingering bitter and -hmm. and kind of in a good way i like it Uh, it's nice it's fruity like it is very Mm -hmm. fruity
1: there's so many ipas that are especially the ones that are kind of in the hazy realm that what you get is such a uh, an orange juice vibe this is not that at all this is not an orange juice vibe yeah no. not tangerine at all tangerine though like tangerine is for real yeah that is for real in there but it is not a uh it's not a juicy tangerine it's more just like the no. the inference of sweet. that of that note and kind of sweet yeah
0: i, I actually dig it i would drink that's pretty on the regular. nice um what was the abv on this? 6.2 so a little uh, bit yeah. bigger
1: i would drink this on the regular i think it's quite good so and Fulton not, Street, Houston, Texas, bitter.
0: 77009. So not too far from here at all. Huh?
1: We may have to go pay these boys a visit at We're going to have to. Yes. I think that sounds like a plan. That's a nice beer. Uh, I, I like it. And I'm uh, now excited to shift into tequila mode, which is what we're going to do in our next segment. We have a uh, brand new tequila, or brand new to me anyway. It's the first time I had seen the Flecha Azul. Uh, tequila Añejo, and so we'll be Cracking that bad boy open in this next Segment, so we have to look Let's forward to it. do it Alright, it's show number 300 Just another ordinary show Another normal episode, we'll be right Back, it's Smoking and Toasting Nothing to see here welcome back it is smoking a toast in our program all about craft beer fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars it's show number 200 and we're
0: excited about th- uh, i'm sorry it's not <laughs> number 200 three, show number uh, 300 uh bringing us back to the past and
1: we are excited about 301 because mark burrell will be joining us next week That's one of our favorite so guests fun. and our uh, smoking and toasting wine expert he always brings such good stuff with him too mark is uh uh, ensconced at the uh, rainbow room so uh so let me tell you a little bit about uh the great american beer festival Ian thirty sixth edition was this year nine thousand nine hundred and four beers were judged in hundred and seventy seven different beer styles <laughs>
0: how'd you like to be a judge at that <laughs> i would love that all right guys we only have nine
1: thousand beers to try i'll tell you real quick a story that happened to me uh years ago i was on the radio i did a morning show in san antonio years ago and um when it came time for an event called the taste of san antonio people would come down to the convention center and you'd pay like i don't know 30 bucks or something uh to get in and then there were all these restaurants that had a like Set up a food station, and they would have, you know, like a little uh, a little bite of an appetizer, a little bite of a main course, maybe a dessert, depending on how many they did, and uh, and they would also have a signature drink. And as a radio personality at the time, I was asked to be one of the judges. So I show up, mm-hmm. and they're handing clipboards out. Okay, to you from so and so station, uh, you're going to judge the uh, um, uh, the uh, entrees. You you're going to judge the appetizers. You you're going to judge the dessert. They get to me, cruise. You're going to judge the alcoholic beverages. I'm like,
0: woohoo! Winner, winner.
1: I will say this was before Uber, but a taxi was employed uh, to get home. Uh, Anyway, but yes, 9,904 beers judged in 177 beer styles at the great. I mean, this is the piece de resistance of beer uh, festivals. This is the king, the Great American Beer Festival in Colorado. 2,154 breweries participated in the competition from all 50 U.S. states, plus Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico. There were 235 judges. Average number of competir- competition beers entered in each category was 99. Ooh. So you say you got a category like Hazy IPA, 99, 99 entries. Hazeys. Imperial Stout, 99 entries. They awarded 300 total medals, including three Pro-Am and three collaboration uh, medals. And I'm just going to go with the most... Um, the most entered style categories. So this is where the competition was the stiffest. The fiercest. Yep. In the American style India Pale Ale. The bitterest. With 423 entries, the bronze went to Hop Foo from North Park Beer Company, San Diego, California. The silver went to Dankster Squad from the RIP Beer Company in Huntington Beach, California. And the gold went to More Dodge, Less Ram uh, from Comrade Brewing Company, Denver, Colorado. So that's how the IPAs uh, went. In the juicy or hazy IPA category, 375 entries. Uh, The bronze went to Rad AF, From City Rail Brewing Company in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, The silver went to IPO IPA from White House, I'm sorry, from White Rock Ale House and Brewery in Dallas, Texas. Okay. And I was just up in Dallas. I did not go there. Mm. So that may have to be uh, next trip. And the gold (laughs) went to a beer. They named Anheuser Kush, A N H Y Z E R K U S H, Anheuser Kush from Flatland Brewing Company in Elk Grove, California. They took the gold in the hazier, juicy. In the German style, Pilsner, uh, 233 total entries. The bronze went to German Pilsner, Pilsner the name of the beer, from Shred Monk Brewery and Coffee House in Bozeman, Montana. The silver went to a beer that's just called Pills from Von Ebert Brewing uh, and in Portland, Oregon. And the gold went to industry from the Austin Beer Garden Brewing Company in nice. Austin, Texas. And I have been there before and had that beer. Nice. And it's quite good. They took the gold this yeah, year awesome. in Pilsner. Yeah. Boston's got some great breweries. German wheat Ale. uh, The Bronze went to Wild Pitch from Sandlot Brewery in Denver. Uh, The Silver went to Crystal from Bearded Tang Brewing in Stanton, California. And the Gold Went to Alpenglow from Fatheads Brewery and Saloon in North Central Ohio, and finally uh, in the category of German style Märzen with 207 entries, the Great Dane Oktoberfest from Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company downtown Madison, Wisconsin took bronze. Doctoberfest took silver from Dry Dock Brewing Company, North Dock, Aurora, Colorado, and the gold went to the beer just called Oktoberfest from Mighty Squirrel Brewing Company. And Waltham, Massachusetts. So nice. there you go. The most metal brewery of all was the North Park Beer Company, San Diego, California. They took a bronze in the Imperial IPA category. Uh, they took a bronze in the American-style IPA category. They took a silver in Juicy or Hazy Imperial IPA. And they took a gold in English India Pale Ale or New Zealand India pale ale and uh, so congratulations they obviously there's something in about yeah they're IPAs. they're in that IPA thing pretty pretty cool so anyway you can find the complete list of uh, hundreds and hundreds of winners at uh, uh on the internet or at the site for the great American beer Festival so but I just thought that w- was fun to to kind of take a look at so uh, so yeah we've had We've had some uh, some local beers fare pretty well. Some local and regional beers fare pretty well in the festival in the past, and so it was good to see Great Austin, Great Austin Beer Garden. Man, that place yeah. is awesome, just awesome. So, all right, we are talking tequila now. This is the Flecha Azul, and it is an añejo tequila. And Ian's about to tell us what he thinks. It has, has such a,
0: a a beautiful aroma to it, it. Really does such a great nose. It's like it's like this huge. Um agave Mm. and pepper and and you get agave and pepper and almost like maple yeah there's and there's a sweetness just on the nose and then you take a sip Mm. like i just did and
1: i know um, you're not supposed to say this when it comes to beverages but it is
0: smooth smooth Smooth. um it's sweet right right up front then Mm -hmm. it has a little pepper punch Mm -hmm. uh and then it follows with um oak and and yeah uh, with the oak and the, and the creamier kind of notes there's a butteriness to it there's a there's a little orange uh, uh in the background there's a little bit of a,
1: a lovely tequila hug that kind of comes yes. back in very late in the process that
0: orange that is in there is not like an orange orange it's like one of those candy oranges or like an orange liqueur
1: like a like yeah. it reminds me of a the the taste of gramony
0: oh it's in the retro retrohale big mm-hmm. time too mm-hmm. it's very it's this is uh this is very complex it's very good about $46 as i recall yes that's uh and there's not much information on here there's a uh, tequila añejo uh made in mexico ultra premium tequila there are just so many tequilas now like it's it's almost scary when you look at
1: the tequila aisle and see how much choice you would I'm, have i'm
0: i'm a little amazed too that uh apparently in that that sweet spot range which seems to be 30 to 50 ish mm-hmm like for ultra premium tequilas. you, can, you spend more obviously, mm-hmm. but you can get some amazing tequilas. A lot of the
1: añejos range. are inching up into the sixty dollar range yeah. now, but you can still find some like this that Times are uh, changing. That are a little less than that, and uh, this one is a find. I would say, run, do not walk.
0: Yeah, this is this is quite good. Mm, it really is. I don't know how that that uh, butteriness that just lingers in the, mm-hmm. in the palate is so nice. Mm-mm. And mineral watery kind of thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: it, it strikes me as one you could continue to drink. Like you could sip this all evening, you know? It's not something where you yeah. go, okay, I've had that. Now I'm moving on. You, you This, this, begs no, it's, for more. it's
0: rich, but not so rich that your palate gets fatigued by it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's clever enough uh, that it keeps you interested in the next sip. I think it's, yes. it's nice. Yes. Very much so. We'll come back to this. Um, as you know, Hurricane
1: Ian uh, played havoc with the uh, the U.S. cigar industry, particularly in the uh, Tampa, Sarasota mm-hmm. area. Rocky Patel's uh, uh, operation was uh, particularly hard hit, but he did say, even though they didn't have uh, working uh, cell phones and ways to communicate in the immediate aftermath of the hurricane hitting, of course, they're getting slowly back to normal now, but he wanted to make sure that Everybody knew that all he, all his employees, everybody was okay. They didn't suffer any injuries or, or fatalities or right. anything like that. Uh, but there was an awful lot. I mean, his offices filled, filled with water, property damage. And uh, so, a no word on exactly whether or not a lot of tobacco was damaged. We've got to remember. That's not really where they keep the tobacco. It's their sort of headquarters of the U.S. operations. But the right. rolling and stuff is done at the factories in uh, in Nicaragua and, and other places. So, um, so anyway, wish uh, Rocky and his folks the best. Yep. Cuba, not so lucky. The hurricane there has been a demolishing blow uh, for Cuba's most select tobacco cultivation, according to an official uh, press report, with major material damage and the loss of thousands of tons of of raw material. Oh, so man. this is not good. Cav- category 3 storms what Ian was when it hit the island of Cuba, winds of up to 125 miles per hour, hour, cause massive damage both in tons and in the quality of a crop that contributes hundreds of millions of dollars to export every year in Cuba, according to the official uh, newspaper. Uh, The digital media Cubedate also reported on the destruction of much of the infrastructure of the tobacco sector in Pinar del Rio, a province where a large part of Cuban tobacco is grown and where the raw material of the most sought-after cigars comes from. So it was a much more devastating blow in Cuba than I think we originally may have thought, wow. uh, because originally we were saying, I don't know if you remember, but this is early enough that the Harvard, the planting time uh, has not come for many of the fields, so maybe they'll be back in... Uh, back in position to to do right. something later. But tobacco employs about 200,000 workers uh, in Cuba, up to 250,000 at the peak of the, of the harvest. It's one of the largest sources of income for Cuba. So uh, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they come out of this thing and, and what it looks like, you know, on the other right. side, whether there's shortage. I, mean, I can't imagine Cuban cigars becoming more expensive than they already are in the United States. But that could well be on the way, at least, especially wow. if there's a yeah. shortage. So, Ooh. that's some good tequila. That is good tequila. Really, really is good tequila. There's nothing flashy about it, the bottle, anything. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's very understated and really kind of gets in there and does the job.
0: That's good. It makes me want to do an NPR lane. Go ahead. Go for it. It's, it's very good tequila. It's juice. delicious. Are you enjoying your tequila? Yes. <laughs> well, yes, I am.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, it's drinking news time. Plus, we have one more beer to try, and I'm really excited about it because it is the Big Bad Baptist Black Forest Cake from Epic Brewing Company. And those guys know what's going on. We'll be right back at Smoking the Toast. Welcome back. It is smoking and Justin. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are enjoying mm, all of I those, those things. things. I poured myself some more of the phaser fight. And the only reason I did that was because the tequila was too far away to pour more. So <laughs> uh, so I went with this. But, man, is this ever good. We've had such good stuff on the show today. And still to come, from Epic Brewing Company, Salt Lake City, the Big Bad Baptist Black Forest Cake. I've got it right here locked and It is loaded. a rare release, and so we're uh, very excited about being able to try it. But we won't do any of that before we do our segment of the program, which we always uh, give you certain warnings about, but we will tell you has become the most popular segment on Smoking a Toast. And toasting. it's a little thing
0: we like to call drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. I a Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh... I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all.
1: Well, a reminder for you the Drinking News is our segment of the program where we talk about uh, different stories that have been in the news, hopefully from at least a uh, a non-parody news site. That's where we got these from. And Drinking News stories are sometimes but not always about drinking. But they are always stories that are probably best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And certainly we are uh, in that category. Yeah, I'm definitely in that category. Well, you know, as a part of our criminal justice system, no contact orders can play an important and a critical role. Anyone who's ever been stalked or harassed uh, knows the value of the no contact order because what it does is it establishes, and people may or may not like abide by it, right, but it establishes that the person in question doesn't have to commit another illegal act for police to step in. Merely their being there, initiating the contact, is yes. the illegal act. Therefore, you can uh, you can get some relief uh, right away. Merely violating the no contact order is enough. Sadly, but true, some divorces can end up contentious enough that a no contact order can actually make things go smoother, where a person's bound from contacting their ex and the details are left to the lawyers. Right. So, sure, many people have received orders not to contact someone. And in most cases, this seems to be a good thing and a sensible thing. But when you've been given a no-contact order for Walmart. What? Yes. When you get a legal document that forbids you from coming in contact with a Walmart, something has clearly gone terribly wrong somewhere down the line.
0: I've seen some weird stuff at Walmart. Yeah. I like, what do you have to do to to make that happen? Like, I know this story is going to explore that a little bit. I hope because it's going to. Holy cow. It's going to. And I'm going to tell you about exactly what happened when a
1: Florida man (laughs) decided recently that it would be quite entertaining to commandeer a motorized scooter. And race through Walmart at high scooter speeds on a drunken rampage, (laughs) knocking over shelves, smashing through a huge display of toilet paper, and generally (laughs) trashing the place while sipping on something called daily daiquiris that he apparently stole from the store. Police were summoned to the Walmart in question, where they arrested 48-year-old Timothy Carr for disorderly (laughs) intoxication and retail theft. The theft charge was t- uh, was then bumped up to a felony since Mr. Walmart go apparently had already been convicted of theft twice in the Sunshine State. Oh, wow. And let's face it, those daily daiquiris can be quite valuable, so <laughs> so you know you got to protect. You got to protect
0: daily daiquiris. So that's yeah. like an off-the-shelf. Daiquiri, that's an off-the-shelf I guess. thing, I guess. You know. <laughs> daily daiquiris.
1: Following a delightful scene, almost but not exactly like a Hollywood cop movie, where police on foot chased car on a motorized scooter, going almost as fast as O. J. Simpson in a white Bronco. Uh, Carr told police he quote did not have the money to pay for the daily daiquiris that he had consumed. End quote. Uh, Carr was booked into Hernando County lockup under a $6,000 bond, and you can't make this up, has been ordered to have no contact with Walmart. Yeah. Target is apparently fine, but no Walmart for Mr. Carr. First of all, first of all, how fast do these Walmart motorized scooters go? I mean, could you really cause that much mayhem and destruction with a scooter (laughs) inside the store? And if so, how come no one has shared this delightful information with me up until now? The mind reels with possibilities. Is this an electric
0: scooter? Yeah, I think so. Like, do they have pictures of this? And and secondly, by the way,
1: we do have a a photo. It's his mugshot, which is
0: good enough. (laughs) Uh, And
1: secondly, how many daily daiquiris did this guy drink? Can you really buy something at Walmart that will get you that buzzed? Mental note, check out Daily Dacris. right? Yeah, we I may mean, have to. I need to your,
0: get your swerve on, yeah. you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> well,
1: meanwhile, reporting live from Walmart, where I'm proud to say that I do not have a no-contact order in place. Although, if I'm completely truthful, I have been asked to stay away from a couple of comic book stores in the Heights. <laughs> uh, my name is Cruz, and that is your Drinking News. Drinking
0: News. Now it's time for Drinking News. Cheers, y'all.
1: I like the little coda there. <laughs> Always seems like there needs to be something after Cheers, y'all. And, uh, and now I think we... Uh, I think we we've may, landed. We may it. finally have it, ladies and gentlemen. We finally, finally have it. It's only taken us 300 shows, and here we are. You got to do, you know, what you got to do. Hey, if you're interested in one of those whiskey advent calendars, I mentioned this. It sells out every year, and it's available now. It is still a part of. Uh, you know uh, of september and october when you want to pretend it's fall even though it's weeks away but fall can creep up on the calendar pumpkin spice drinks can and they have and that's uh what advent calendars are do doing you, as well do you
0: have a price on a whiskey Advent? well
1: flavor offers a whiskey advent calendar every year it's hugely popular collection of drinks is previously sold out really quick the whiskey's advent calendar formerly whiskeys of the world or last year Whiskeys of the Galaxy brings together dozens of whiskeys from so they, across they, the globe. They didn't
0: really work real hard on their rebranding, did they? <laughs> the
1: box costs $260. If you pre-order, you can trim 20 bucks off the experience. So what do you think? 260 bucks for an advent calendar full of whiskey? Well,
0: it depends on how much whiskey's in that in said advent calendar.
1: Well, 24 1.7 ounce drams of whiskey that can take you to a new whiskey swelling locale with every door you open.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it's good whiskeys, you know, it's not a bad price, right? Then I think that's fine. Because I know, <laughs> I know that uh, like we br- briefly talked earlier about the uh, cigar advent calendar, and right. it's, it's pricey, right? But right. I mean, it's a lot of cigars. In this case, the box also contains a Karen glass, a leather coaster.
1: Because you need a leather coaster. Yes. And a tasting journal, so you can just jot down notes on your favorite whiskeys. In previous years, the box and the tasting guide have been beautifully designed to augment
0: each tasting. When I first started getting kind of serious into cigars, I started... First, I I did a couple things. The first thing I did is I saved bands. Yes, like, I think all of, like, if you start getting into it and you really enjoy it, I think you always start saving bands. You start you saving that, bands. I used that, like, to do. they will take over yeah. your entire life well, I used everything. to take
1: bands, and I would paste them into, like, a cigar journal, and I'd write a little bit about what, but then it's like, I don't have time to do that every time I have a smoke. I did that, so. too.
0: And then the other problem is, like, some of the blends that you like, they, they're not around that long. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they're limited releases, right. or, or things change. You know, you can't get that tobacco anymore.
1: Now I have. I got for Christmas from the kids last year. Um... Uh, a box that says it, it's like a plexiglass box with wooden frame and etched under the front of it it says cruises cigar lounge been there smoked that and it's got a little hole in the top and you drop the uh cigar, cigar bands inside i love it. that that's it's a neat, really really cool neat yeah idea.
0: you may be getting one of those for and, Christmas. and that's a really neat idea and i also love the idea of you know if you're going to be ambitious and save all those uh cigar bands i've seen uh like Stuck down to a tabletop and then epoxied over. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Right, that is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Let me tell you what else is kind of cool. Big Bad
1: Baptist Black <laughs> Forest have you tried Cake. This yet? Yes, I have. Now, I will admit there's not as much on the nose as I was expecting. I was actually amazed at how much I didn't get on the nose. That's what I'm saying. It, it's it's almost it doesn't smell like, bad. No, it doesn't smell bad, but you're expecting this rich boozy, uh chocolatey espresso uh chocolate cake. Uh,
0: and you only get really light notes, but wow, once you taste it. So, have you ever had your cake and uh, drank it too? Chocolate, uh, ripe hmm. cherries, and fresh coconut are layered into this decadent beer. The uh, Samuel Sur- Surium, Samuel Surium, okay, of ingredients. <laughs> I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. Yeah, but uh, Samuel Surium is what it says of ingredients coalesce into a liquid. We just need a lot of yeah, a lot of uh, syllables here. Yeah. Coalesce into the liquid form of a classic German treat. Skip dessert and reach for a bottle of Black Forest chocolate cake. Um, this I, I've had an ice cream that had this kind of rich mm-hmm. bitter chocolate mm-hmm. to it, and it's fantastic. This has a creaminess, even it, though it's it, a thinner mouthfeel than it, I was kind it, of expecting.
1: It's a thinner mouthfeel, but it is boozy.
0: There's it no is doubt about boozy, that. And it is cherry. Those cherries are mm-hmm. popping in there mm-hmm. like big time. So hardcore that I have to pour myself some more. You got to love the Big Bad Baptist series. Did You notice how I rhymed that? Mm-hmm. I did. Nice. Um, yeah. So and, and and we're playing around with something that's uh you know twelve point three percent. So mm-hmm. boozy it definitely is. <clears throat> uh, imperial uh-huh. Stout aged, uh, aged in whiskey barrels with cherries, coconut, and cacao nibs added.
1: You can definitely pick up the cacao nibs. Yep definitely pick up the cherry and
0: the coconut. There's a um, dry maltiness to it though. It I really love. is. It really you know is. The aftertaste you get when you have a real malt and you get one of those little bubbles uh-huh. of uh Oh, malt. the bubbles of malt. Yes, I love the <laughs> bubbles you of malt. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and it leaves up. that kind of powdery malt taste in your mouth. That's this has that in the aftertaste which is fantastic. Mm. There's some coffee kind of things going on too. Of course you expect that in a stout. Um but this is this is big, big flavor, big I'm pretty impressed.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty impressed. Not that I didn't expect I'm for to be. It. These guys have have
0: proven themselves to us before here on the. Program. The cherry is so big. A lot of times when they say cherry, mm-hmm. you don't get cherry this big, or sometimes you get like real bitter cherry. But this is but you not. Get this the is cherry, a bright,
1: but but it doesn't knock you out of the cake mindset.
0: Right, right. You know? This is a bright, bright cherry, and the the, the black forest cake aspect of it mm. is. Uh, is uh, quite delicious. Oh yeah, yours is broken. Mm-hmm. Also, it well, evaporates have... real quick. Right. When and and we have uh, we have a nice big bottle, so we got plenty One left of into, the wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, quite, into the wild. So I think into the wild. This is quite delicious. If you want to know what I really think, uh, I'm digging is... it. Killer big time. You know, we had so we had good beers today. Um, mm-hmm. We we had a nice uh, IPA from here in Houston. That Oktoberfest was fantastic. It really the was. Yes, Devil's Backbone O Fest Lager. This is so good. It's yeah, this kind of and you really do pick up on the black forest
1: cake. Like I, I'm it gonna is, say
0: it, it's this is the cherry that tops the cake. Mm,
1: mm, mm.
0: <clears throat> you know, I had to go there.
1: And you know what? I'm enjoying the beer enough that I'm not even gonna challenge you on it. <laughs> Just gonna let that roll right on by. Just gonna let it go. I I, I love this. I think it's uh, it's a very drinkable huge beer.
0: Yeah, if that makes sense. Because a lot of huge beers like. They're delicious,
1: but you really just kind of almost
0: need to sip. This is very drinkable. Uh, I'm trying to imagine how well this would have gone with the cigar that I smoked uh, mm. earlier today. This would be amazing. Bet it would have gone with my Rocky as well. I think that uh, any cigar that has a component of like the chocolate and coffee in it, right. right, I think would really, really have a lot of fun with this. A Bella Artez Maduro from mm. AJ. That's a chocolate Oh, It would be so good. So good, good job, or, uh, or or remember the uh, they don't even make them anymore, but the triple a harrow, mm-hmm. uh, those are so chocolatey and delicious.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: That LFD is so good. I am digging this big time. Well,
1: um, a couple of things to uh, just mention. Uh, we have really, I think, a very exciting show for you next week because whenever we go wine. You and I step out of our comfort zone a little bit. Not that that we don't like wine, both of us like it a lot, but we really don't know (sighs) much about wine. So we allow Mark Burrell to come on and school us. And it's always so much fun to me because I I, I feel like, you know, it's one thing if you kind of like know something pretty well, and you're looking to see if this person can teach you more. I know Mark Beryl can teach us more about wine. Now, that guy. You know, he's, he's so sharp he's with it. so
0: enthusiastic about it. Um, mm-hmm. And he's so good at it. And what I love is that when he brings wines on, I mean, it's real easy. You know, as a, as a beer guy, it's real easy for, for one of us to reach into our stock of beer and pull out, like, something that's crazy rare, crazy expensive. And yes. go, oh, this is going to be good. He doesn't do that. No. He brings out stuff. He can his afford is
1: mid price range to that lower that you can price easily range. Yeah.
0: afford, you know, out on a date uh, at his at his place. He brings out stuff that like is interesting, um, and and fun, and a lot notable of times, for a particular yeah. Reason. Even yeah. some local like Texas wines and things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and I think that that's just that just makes him so fun with it. And he has the ability to go over the top with those crazy. Like, if you really want to spend $450 right. on it, he's going to impress gonna, somebody.
1: We'll make sure he's you He's going to make
0: it. sure that that bottle of uh, wine that you get 100%. is going to be amazing. 100%.
1: So he's yeah, so no, fun. He's, he's great to have on and always a pleasure. And we really look forward to having him here uh, next week. Well, sir, I want to thank you for uh, uh, another show and for 300 shows. 300 It's, so, it's been so. 300. It's kind of a big deal. Actually, it, in all... Honesty, it's two hundred ninety nine plus the lost episode. Yes. But that episode got a number. We did the We did it. We did it had a number. Episode. So, so the numbering is still right on the uh, on on the whole deal through. But uh, yeah, there is one of them you can't hear, thanks to a former producer. And I do emphasize former. Um, have a uh, wonderful week, my friend. Have a wonderful week, all of you. Thanks to John on the Wheels of Steel. Thanks to Adam in the Cloud, our executive producer. And thanks to you. For putting up with us for 300 episodes Absolutely. saying things Thank like there's a hole in my
0: cup somewhere first i need to call you same thing brian
1: whatever happens don't leave it so soon it's so